Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Canterbury Talk Talk. Moshi Moshi. This is the Luke Pete Show. It is Monday the 31st of May. Uh, the sun is shining. The birds are singing in many parts here in the UK. Uh, apologies if it's raining where you are. Pete Donaldson with you. Luke Moore has returned. Hello, Luke Moore. How are you doing, mate? Sun is shining. The weather is sweet. Makes you want to move those dancing feet. I'm all right. I'm, mm. I'm pleased to be back. Uh, pleased to, uh, you got to spend some time, some quality time with uh, with young Vish. Mm, um, yes. But, um I'm pleased to be back. I was in the Lake District last week. I'll tell you more about that shortly, I'm sure. But how are you, Pete Donaldson? I was just saying, wasn't I, that um, for the first time in God knows how long, um, I haven't actually seen you for a, a week and a half, so it's very mm. exciting. Yeah, the, the, I imagine the uh, you're well up for, 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 for hanging out with me for an hour or two. I always <laughs> am. To regard who's, this been, show. Who's, been saying, who's been saying things again? I just who's think been that... trying to dro- drive a wedge between the greatest podcast love affair in the North London area for a bit. <laughs> the guild, the guild off the, has kind of fallen off the lily a little bit because we just sort of, uh, I, we haven't seen each other for a little while. But I think now we're back together, everything's going to be fine. I'm in deepest, darkest Canterbury in an Airbnb, uh, which can uh, mainly be described as rather chaotic. Uh, I'm also in uh, a place, uh, I'm also heading to the zoo as well very soon. We talked about that a few weeks ago where I, I bought a pair of tickets to the zoo uh, once more because I'm a man who loves the zoo. Um, so yeah, I'm aware. You're back. Uh, let's see yeah. what happens next week. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, I'm, um, I'm working on a back holiday. You are working as well, but you are doing it from. Um, I don't think I've ever heard Kent, uh, Canterbury described as deepest, darkest Canterbury before. If no. anything, I mean, it's, it's the Garden of England, Kent, famously. Um, mm. I think Canterbury is probably one of the nicer places around. Is it? Yeah, walk almost walking distance to uh, Whitstable if you're a very fast walker, or you can walk as fast as a car. Um, ate a lot of oysters yesterday <laughs> on the beach, which was very nice. Got a little bit too windy though. Got a little bit too windy. It was a little bit much. I waited oh. for half an hour to collect my six oysters uh, from the oyster man. How's your man. tummy after the oysters? <laughs> Fine. Oysters never bother me. It's uh, overeating uh, congealed MSG-covered uh, Chinese food, which is always the always the way. So, uh, no, everything's fine in old t- tummy down. But you brought your own MSG for the oysters, though, right? You just top it up. <laughs> I don't know why we don't uh, carry our own MSG around, because sometimes food can be quite bland. I'm, I'm going to do like a Beyonce, and instead of keeping hot sauce in my bag, it's just going to be a little, um, little white packet of uh, MSG, which I can see no problem with. <laughs> When getting into places. I could definitely see <clears throat> at some point you confusing that with the silica gel you get in new shoes. <laughs> well, have you ever put any of that in your mouth? I know they say don't put it in the mouth. But, I mean, put it in your mouth, but just don't swallow it or choke on it. It's fine. All it does is it just absorbs some of the water in your mouth. It's fine. Absolutely fine. Luca Picho recommended. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that that is up there with the very best of the 
worst advice you've ever given people <laughs> like, along with um don't drink water if anything anyone drinks too much water true um, it's definitely Correct. up there with that you're absolutely right about the water i'm sorry to revisit this but you're absolutely spot on to say that until about 10 years ago maybe 15 mm. people weren't talking about drinking water all the time people like younger listeners to this show will not will, will be surprised to hear this but actually People weren't drinking water all the time. If you were going to the shop to buy a drink, you weren't buying a bottle of water. Now it's everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> all kind of different flavours. Bit of peach in it, bit of raspberry in it. Just have water or don't have water. Don't try and jazz it up for the, for the Snapchat generation, goddammit. Yeah, and, and one thing I've noticed as well on the running order since I've been away mm. um, is that um, for some reason it's been added onto, added onto a running order for potential topics to talk about today. The running mm. order that you only found out about about two months ago. Mm. Um, despite we've been in the show for three years, uh, or whatever it is, four years almost now, that someone's put on the running order that Luke has a fancy new WhatsApp profile picture. You do have and a I genuinely fancy don't WhatsApp know what it is. picture. I'm going to have to check it. Well, I've, I, I checked it. I didn't know about it, and it was on the running order. Clearly, producing that did it. And uh, yeah, you've got a fancy new uh, WhatsApp picture, and it's you in a. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not sort of breaking any uh, code of conf- conf- confidences or anything, but uh, you know, uh, a, a ring of silence or anything. You are wearing a bow tie. Yeah, and that... there's a reason for that. So right. And it's, it's, it's two pronged. First of all, the reason for the bow tie is that um, I was at a 1920s themed fancy dress party. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Uh, and um, I'll be honest, I hate fancy dress parties as much as you love them. So you can imagine <laughs> the amount of thought that went into that. So I think I just grabbed a bow tie from somewhere. And mm. secondly, when I changed my WhatsApp profile picture a while back, I didn't clock that I was wearing the bow tie. I just thought that I looked quite handsome. And so I put right. it in there, and it's now okay. come back to haunt me, hasn't it? Look, it, it's a slippery slope, and it will end up with you buying a penny farthing, I'm sure. And a straw boater. Oh, you didn't have a straw boater on. That would have kind of set off the look quite nicely. I didn't think it through. I, I put about <laughs> as much planning into fancy dress parties, but as you do into business calls. <laughs> <laughs> I put a lot of work into business cards. I make sure do. I set my mic up properly. I sort of make sure my microphone's working. I don't do it for looking Pete. Let's make that very clear no. if anybody heard the show a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, I don't mean I don't, I don't mean that in an unfair way. My, what I mean is you are much more likely than me to go. Oh shit! Yeah, I've got that meeting later. Do you know what I mean? Mm, that's how yeah. I'm, that's what I'm like at fancy dress parties. Oh shit! I've got that fancy dress party tonight. I've done nothing. Whereas you for right. fancy dress parties, famously, you'll drop a grand on like an Edward Scissorhands costume and get the makeup done and everything. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I work hard to show off because I've been in the showing off business uh, for a very long time. Uh, Luke, you came to it a little later than me, so you're yeah. kind of still kind of playing. I merely adopted the darkness. You you merely <laughs> adopted the darkness. Yeah. It's, it's, so, so what's been going on like over the past like week or so? Obviously, I haven't seen you. You had Jim on the show, and then you had did we, yeah, we did a week of me, didn't we? Then we had Vish, and then um, yeah, we're, we're we're back together again. Yeah. So I think that's how um, it went. I don't know where you went on your holiday. Um, I can't remember. We talked about it already. I went mm. to the Lake District. I got back yesterday. So, mm. as you guys know, my wife always likes to be outside. She's an outside sciencey kind of person. And um, we're always going away doing outdoorsy type things. And we decided, because we haven't had a holiday for, for, for a while, um, that we would just do a week in the Lake District instead. Um, mm. But obviously, the fact that we were just going to drive there, so we saved money on flights, we saved money on holidays we haven't had. So, we were able to go to like a really nice guest house and stay there for a week. Uh, in Windermere, right on Lake mm. Windermere. It's absolutely beautiful. beautiful. And do you know what, Pete? I'll tell you something now. 
we had three hours total of rain in a whole week in the Lake District, which is incredible, right? It was incredible because we've had nothing but rain over the past few weeks. It's been bloody awful, Luke. So we, we, yeah, we had the best of the weather. We spent a lot of time outside. I climbed the old man of Coniston. I mean, why have they named it that? <laughs> I think for some reason. So, so for some reason, and perhaps one of our lovely listeners will be able to tell us this. I mean, I could just ask mm. my wife, but that wouldn't make for good content, would it? Um, no. One of our listeners could tell us that why there are so many kind of hills slash fells slash pikes slash mountains named the old man of this. Because there's the old man of store. I was engaged to my wife on the Old Man of Store, beautiful uh, part of uh, the Isle of Skye, and the Old Man of Coniston. It must be something to do with the rock formation that looks like an old man's face or something, but they've all got kind of quite colloquial names. Like when I was mm. in Scotland in September last year, we climbed the Cobbler, which at the top has got this rock formation that does actually look from one angle like an old man bent over a, a kind of, what would it be, like a, a shoe-making Oh, right, okay. I, I wasn't enjoying the words old man bent over. I mean, nobody wants to see that. Well, you're like looking big... at one now, mate. Um, <laughs> a big, go- big goatsy man and the, pulling and the himself old man... apart. <laughs> Come in the How cave. You... I can't give you more wholesome content than walking out in the Lake District <laughs> and you are bringing goatsy to the table, Donaldson. You are a man, of, you are an agent of chaos, an agent of chaos. <laughs> but anyway, so we climbed the old man of Constant, which is a reasonable effort. It's not by any means, a, you know, it's not a Scarfell Pike, but it's up there. Mm. And um, But the, it makes such a difference when you get to the top and you can see for miles around. And I'm pretty mm. sure, um, look, and, and do, do correct me if I'm wrong, guys, who, who are listening, I'm pretty sure I could see the Isle of Man from the top of the old man of Constant. The visibility was so good. It was just an incredible right. experience. And what we did, Pete, you're like this, we planned to do a bit of wild swimming on the way up. Okay. Right. Yeah. So in that part of the world, they call these mountain lakes tarns. So it's um it's just a phrase from T A R N tarn. There's a, there's a tarn mm. on the way up the old man of Coniston. There's hardly one there. Mm. And uh, Mimi and I were like, look, we're going to go wild swimming. So we packed extra weight in our bags, a towel, and all that kind of caper that you need to go swimming. Uh, got there, got changed, put a foot in the water, and it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was the coldest water, I think, since I've been in Iceland. Right, right. It was okay. So cold, and my wife's a lot more stubborn than me, right? So she was like, "Look, we've come all the way up here. I'm hot from walking the hills. I'm going in anyway." And bless mm. her, she went in anyway, but looked entirely uncomfortable the whole time because <laughs> I went in up to about my knees. So she won that round, um, yeah. But it was nowhere near because you know, like if you get if you get seduced into looking at what's happening on Instagram, you think, "Oh, wild swimming! It'll be amazing! It'll be really glamorous! Mm. It's going to yeah. be beautiful! There'll be a, probably be a waterfall, and I'll, I'll probably see this giant turtle that will come along, and there'll be a mermaid." <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of the lake and it, you know, and, and it wasn't any of that there was like flies no. everywhere and it was freezing cold and I think when you sort of jump in because I've, I've jumped in I've been in like an eco hotel where they've had uh, they've got oh, like an outside pool but they've also got like a, an outside um, <clears throat> sort of natural pool so it's not like chlorine it's just got full of bloody weeds and stuff that, that naturally cleans the water etc etc um, and I jumped in uh, and it was so unbelievably cold my like it, it felt like medical. <laughs> it it yeah. got very quickly, very medical. Like you're kind of yeah. like, well, I, I can't move any of my fingers. Can't move any of my hands. My 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 legs won't move, and yeah. um, it, my my skin feels like it's sort of slipping off the bone a little bit. Yeah. It, it was horrible. It's horrible. Like when home, it's that cold. It? <laughs> <laughs> Just like Satan Carew. Are you yeah. are you a strong um, are you a strong swimmer? No, terrible swimmer. Absolutely terrible swimmer. I, I uh, whenever we were in um, Italy last year, um, we dropped an absolute ton on getting a boat out to um, one of the uh, islands uh, just across from Sorrento, and um, 
we the, the man said, "Oh, go and jump and have a little have a little swim about." And I was like, "I mean, I'll tread water for a bit, mate, but you better keep be keeping an eye on me because old Pete <laughs> might end up all drowny. You know, <laughs> How terrible!" You don't bring your own armbands. Uh, I mean, I, I, he did offer me a pool noodle, but I thought, no, I'm 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 not doing that. I'd rather you'd, die. You'd rather <laughs> die with dignity. Yeah, exactly. Then have a pool noodle. They're, they're very floaty, the old pool noodles. I'm always surprised that they really do work. They are they are tested. They are road tested. What other job have they got, though? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it's just... Um, how would you make a pool noodle? I suppose it's just kind of uh, a byproduct of some horrible industrial process. But I'm not being funny. If I, walked <laughs> into out. A, if I walked into a swimming pool and I looked at so what, what's that on the bottom of the pool and it was just a load of pool floaties, I'd be like, well, I ain't going to fucking swim in here because... That's their the one pool, job, Paul. That's their one job. Their I, I, um, float throw. When I was in, um, actually, there's the same place I was in with the bow tie picture. I was in, it was in the south of France for a wedding. I don't normally hold mm. that in the south of France, as I'm sure anyone who at least vaguely knows me would, would be able to attest. Um, but we were there for a wedding, and, and there was a part of the wedding party was this boat thing. Mm. And um, uh, it was obviously beautiful because it was in the south of France. First time I've ever been there. And um, there was this thing where the guy who was running the boat, he dropped us off on the beach. And uh, some kind of secluded beach. It was beautiful, and he and he and he piloted the boat a bit further out and said, "I'll be waiting here because I don't want to be too close." And um, but if you, when you want me to come and get when you want me to come and get you, just 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 give us a call and we'll come pick you up. And me and this guy, you know, like you meet people at weddings so you don't really know, but you kind of get an affinity with and you start chatting to them. Mm, I met this yeah, guy, um, and um, he was like, "Oh, I'm going to swim back to the boat. Do you fancy it?" And I didn't have any, so what I said, I didn't have anything on me. So I was like, yeah, brilliant. I've, I've got nothing to stop me doing this. I don't, I don't have my phone mm. in my pocket. I don't have a wallet. I'm going to, um, I'm going to do it. And we swam from the beach to the boat. And it mm. was absolutely amazing. It was such an incredible experience. But there, there's definitely a part of me, even though I would rate myself as a fairly good swimmer, there's, there's definitely a part of me where about halfway between, it's a very human reaction to go, well, I'm absolutely fucked if I stop. <laughs> right. if, if I pull a muscle now, I'm yeah. probably dead. And that's what makes it exciting, you know? There's, there's, mm. there's a strong history of swimming in my family. My dad was a county-level swimmer. Right. So it's the only thing, I think, that I've got, like, a natural ability for. <laughs> like, yeah, but I guess people with big kind of wingspans, I imagine, because your dad's quite tall and you're very tall. Like, look at that. You, you know, ha- at having, a big, having a big old wingspan does help. Yeah, and most <laughs> most um, men who are really good swimmers are built like triangles, aren't they? Y- yeah, Tables I mean less. I mean, yeah, le- less. I'm more of a le- rectangle. <laughs> You're an inverse triangle, <laughs> like <laughs> oh, whiz bit. Whoa, yeah, a bit like a, yeah, a bit like that. But the thing is that I have actually got quite big um, man tits, haven't I? So it's like a bit of both. Flotation, floaties, little flotation, little devices. floaties. That's what I call yeah. them. That's what I call them. <laughs> but anyway, listen, I had a oh. great time in the Lake District. What else did I do? Oh, listen. I'll tell you something, I'll be, I'll be interested, and I'm probably being naive here, bearing mm. in mind I'm 40, so be reasonable, mm. I went for a, a hill walk with Mimi again, obviously, um, just uh, Saturday, right? Yeah. And we did 28 kilometres. That's, I mean, that Up is and down hills much, and everything. Really. That's just too much, to be honest. That's like ridiculous. I mean, what if you, again, what if you, you, you about um, 14 miles in, what if you sprain your ankle? Then you've got 14 miles to sort of roll <laughs> like a sausage, yeah. like a pool well, noodle. Do, do you know what? We did actually, see, on that walk, we did actually see the search and rescue helicopter come over and All right. um, go down and look like it was going to land in like a neighbouring kind of little valley. Mm. So obviously someone had some kind of problems. But I'd like to know among our listenership, if any, what's the longest you've walked in one go? Now, of course, you can stop for, you know, a piss 
or grab an ice cream or a coffee to take away or whatever. What's the longest walk you've done? Because in lockdown, I know this is a bit naughty, but I'm going to say this anyway. A couple of my Ooh. friends who will remain unnamed, I know you're only supposed to take an hour exercise, but a couple of them got into like competitive walking and right. um, they were trying to break each other's record for the amount of steps walked in one day. Mm. Obviously, perfectly like safe. COVID, like socially, socially distanced, mm-hmm. yep. you know, all outdoors. And a mm-hmm. couple of them, one of the record currently stands at 75,000 steps in a day, which is <laughs> How many kilometres is that? How, what, what are they doing? I think it works out about 33 miles. Right, okay. So you're getting on for 50Ks there, I think. Could they have put like their um, speedometer? You remember those little windy up um, little walking boots? Nice. Put, a, put it on a drill. <laughs> put a, put it on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how my uh, my uh, Wang Yi one two five T scooter has never had an accelerometer that works. Has never had a, a, a readout to how fast you're going. It's insane. Like the little so the little um, the little kind of um, cable that tells you how fast you you're going. Um, it doesn't connect to the actual wheel itself, and, the, and it doesn't really turn properly. Um, so I was testing it out with like jamming a drill into it and going and it works it just doesn't huh. communicate with the wheel effectively and What's i'm like the uh there's, there's something to do with the i don't know what you the, i don't know the crankshaft or something the, the little wheel the little cogs in the wheels that transfer the big wheel into a smaller wheel uh little bit of information that says how fast that is going and it's just and and it's really annoying because i just never know how fast i'm going but i presume yeah. i'm going 70 miles an hour didn't didn't car garages <laughs> in the 80s used to put drills into the speedometers and do them backwards so wind them like, back yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, the, the car yeah, had done lower miles very illegal that's very illegal oh, that well listen i'll tell you something now right that it probably is illegal. I don't know anything mm. about it. But what I do know is that at that time in the, as well, weren't car garages literally taking two different halves of cars and putting them together with a welder? Yeah, cut and shut. Yeah. Nothing wrong with so, a cut and shut. While that's going on, <laughs> I don't. I think people are going to turn a blind eye to the speedometer thing. Did it, didn't you used to? Was it? Oh, it was some Roald Dahl book. Uh, somebody's might be Matilda's. Dad or something used to used to do that to the cars, and he also used to put sawdust in the gear shift, gear stick or whatever it's called, um, to, and that would kind of smooth any of the the crunchiness out. It's I, I, like it's just something I really remember from yeah, he, uh, from being a child. Um, Harry Wormwood, he was like a car salesman, wasn't he? like a really cheap yeah, okay. car salesman or something. There yeah, you go. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that was all the rage back in the eighties, apparently. Yeah, damn right. Well, anyway, anyway let's have a break. When we come back, um, we're going to do some emails and uh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to do some more catch up because we haven't seen each other for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's, that, that'll be great. I'm looking forward to that, Pete. So take a little break. And when we come back, we'll get stuck into the emails been sent into hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Relax it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. All right, it's time for the Luke and Pete Show. Part two on your Monday. How the devil are you? I hope you're having a lovely time. Let us know at hello at lukepeteshow.com. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter, Luke and Pete Show, and we're also on Instagram as well. Luke, I've had my second vaccine, mate. I'm oh, all great. vaccined up. I'm all feel? vaccined up. Uh, yeah, I didn't feel bad the second time. I felt rough the first time, uh, but it could have been due to the fact that I tried to self-medicate with Prosecco. Um, this time around, I didn't self-medicate with Prosecco, and I felt okay, so everything's fine. Has Bill Gates popped round yet? He's not popped around yet. Do you know he's got an honorary um, uh, knighthood? I didn't realise that. Angelina Jolie has got a, an honorary knighthood uh, because what? obviously he's not a, he's not a British citizen, and so is um, Angelina Jolie because they've all done huge, you know, foundation charity works. And right. Stuff. Okay. I imagine in the future changes may be made. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to speculate as, as to how that uh, case is going to go. But um, Dick Van Dyke, 95 years old. Uh, he wants a knighthood. He I wants a knighthood. Can, I, I think, I mean, I can't, this is the problem having this type of conversation doing a podcast in 2021. Unless I right. know everything about that person, <laughs> I don't want to jump on board because there might be something I've missed. But on the face of it, yeah. I am going to be in favour of that because Dick Van Dyke is an absolute legend. And I've just looked under his personal life on his Wikipedia and I can't see anything problematic in there. So I think it's probably going to be okay. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's all it t- that's all it takes. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing a snapshot of a lot of problematic individuals uh, of their Wikipedia the day before it was all exposed. But Dick well, Van Dyke always seemed like a stand-up chap. Exactly, he always seemed like a very very stand-up chap. Uh, he's ninety-five. Um, I, l- I mean, obviously. He sort of um, flew the flag for um, British representation in, in Hollywood uh, at a time where there weren't that many people uh, with, with our accents. Uh, and he didn't even think he, he, he wanted to do our accents properly, uh, playing, obviously, the uh, the chimney sweep in, in the film Mary Poppins. Uh, but he, 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 I used to watch him every single day on the TV show Diagnosis Murder. Yeah. And I think just for that, he should be receiving a knighthood. I love Diagnosis Murder so much. Yeah, I, I like his accent in Mary Poppins is something to be, it's just something to behold. It's God bless you, Maori. Incre- <laughs> I, I, the thing is, I know it was a different time, and yeah, mm. you've mentioned it a couple of times, but, but the thing is, people, I mean, people were still aware of what British people actually were in, in, yeah. that, in that era. It's not, it's not like, <laughs> oh, you know, Britain and America hadn't been, hadn't been kind of in contact then. But, Britain, mm. Britain was over, overthrown by the Americans in like the 18th Mary, century. Mary like, Poppins was British, wasn't yeah, she? She had a British accent. Copy her. It drives me, <laughs> it drives, the thing is, I do find it very kind of endearing and it doesn't bother my affection. I, I, it doesn't affect my enjoyment of the film. I think it's a brilliant movie. I've always really loved it. But it's, it is odd to, to, to contemplate. But it's not as bad, I don't think as it is these days because these days there's so much more accessibility to different types of actors different backgrounds everything it drives me mad when they get an actor and they say all right do a um do an accent do this type of accent even though there's actually no real meaning to do it like for example i think i've said this before but star wars with john boyega and daisy ridley right they're Mm. both british um Mm. Daisy really does, a, does an English accent, and John Boyega mm. does an American one. It's fucking Star Wars. It's, it's set in different planets. There's no fucking need for it. I know it probably it's to do with it's to do with screen testing and how like American audiences want an American yeah, American accent. 
It's set in intergalactic space. It doesn't yeah. matter what type of English they're speaking. Why are they mm. making them do that? Speaking like robot language. We had uh, Kanye West and Patrick Stewart and a couple of other celebrities on the show last week with Vish. And uh, well, that sounds like a great the, week. The, I was on, <laughs> I was off for that week. <laughs> typical, <laughs> typical. They spent uh, they spent a lot of time because I found this program that, um, online where. You could type in any script you wanted uh, and an AI version of it, which took quite a long time because it was going to a pretty chunky uh, computer to do it, um, would kind of consult the runes and consult the uh, data set that they had of Kanye West speaking uh, and rapping uh, and also uh, Patrick Stewart speaking but not rapping. Uh, and they would produce, you know, they basically get these celebrities to say whatever you wanted to say. Um, the problem was, uh, I don't know what it was about Kanye West, but he was able to say Scottish £10 note, but he couldn't say the word mojito. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. just confusing, but Speaking it was uh, very of, satisfying. Way, you know, you know, Dick Van Dyke. Uh, one of the things I do know about Dick is he's a big, um, a big supporter of Bernie Sanders, right? Right. And uh, did you see that that news that broke about Bernie Sanders over the weekend? No. What so, happened? So basically, um, I, I don't quite know how it got out, but I think it was something to do with a book, and it was leaked. But Bernie Sanders. Um, had so so obviously when senators I think I think I think this might some of the details are going to be sketchy here so bear with me but mm. I think it's either because he's a senator or because he was on the campaign trail at the time this this letter slash memo uh, was circulated and it's what the Sanders um, team send to hotels in advance to say what the senator needs right oh yes 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 basically a rider but for a for yeah. a, but not for a rock musician mm. and it's got a lot of traction in the US because obviously predictably the faux outrage <clears> of the right wing <throat> media have been like oh can mm. you believe you know quote unquote socialist sanders wants this that and the other and um i actually read the memo and it's i think it's actually entirely reasonable i think if you were if you were a human being of 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 you know, of 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 import. You're doing like a public service job mm-hmm. or whatever. He's like he's got stuff like, um, can you please crack the window um, before he arrives to get a bit of fresh air in there? You know, can he please mm. have a, a king size bed with a nice comforter on it? Um, mm. You know, can 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 I have a bath in the room? You know, he's an old guy, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and and the one thing that was really sweet was that also, if possible, can I please have a room adjacent to my grandchildren? Like nice stuff, right? He's not saying I yeah. want like you know five kilos of like Moroccan black heroin. <laughs> like he's asking if he can have some tea and some honey in his room because yeah. he's on the campaign trail, whatever he's doing, right? Yeah. And I actually thought it was. Im, you know, impossibly quaint. Like, yeah. And it's clearly not Bernie doing it, right? Bernie's not written that, has he? It's yeah. one of his team who's trying to help him out. He's in his 70s. He wants a non-smoking room. Fine. What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's just like... Or am I out of touch? I, I, the, thing, the thing that gets me is it's like kind of the, the right in America. Um, you know, they, they can the, the right-hand side can, can get on whatever they want. They can do whatever the fuck they want. But Bernie Sanders, because he's got a £1 million house... Like people go, he's got a million pound house. It's like, yeah, he's been like a senator for like ages, and he's been in public life. He's ancient. Like, it would be weird that he didn't have that amount of money uh, in in tied up in a property, one property. It's crazy. And he just wants one small bottle of red Gatorade per person per day. That's all he wants. I don't think that's too much to ask, right? No. <laughs> Listen, Pete, these are, these are the things that they want. So there's all this stuff in the memo about what kind of hotel room he wants and all the rest of it, right? He wants the temperature mm. at a certain temperature and all the rest of it, right? Yeah. He's a hard-working dude. It's fine, right? Mm-hmm. The things he wants provided are the following. Now, let me know what you think about this. He wants green tea, right? Yeah, yeah, fine, yeah, yeah. Honey. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants English breakfast tea. 
Yeah. He wants one healthy, low-sugar drink per person per day for his team. Think of the, think of the team. Yeah, he okay. wants one small bottle of red Gatorade per person per day, one bottle of smart water per person per day, and this is the bit I like, a small can of unsalted cashews and some clementines. <laughs> the thing right? that gets me is he, a great night in he, for a he wouldn't, man. He wouldn't have put the, um, the, the... He probably didn't put half of this together because, the, you know, he doesn't care what his, his staff want. The staff will be like, right, what do we want? Get your orders in and stuff. And he's got to sign off on that. He signed off on that and he's been hauled over the coals for it. Unbelievable. Our rider on the Football Ramble was just cans. And they're more expensive <laughs> than all of those things on that list. And cans are really and, expensive. And also, Bernie's on a working trip, right? We just want to get yeah. pissed. Like, there's, two hours in the, there's two hours in the middle of this that people have paid for. We've got to do the best we can. Other than that, let's just get pissed. Um, so I, don't, I don't think Bernie... Um, and, and I'll be, I'll be, to, I'll be totally honest. I only brought this to the table because I've, I haven't heard your Bernie impression for a while. I'm disappointed you didn't do it. Um, can you please say one small can of unsalted cashews in the, your Bernie impression? Oh, I've cut my hand on the can! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's why I brought it to the table. Anyway, no, anyway, Lovely. get on, Bernie. It's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, we're no. literally, you know, there are several um, senators and politicians on the other side of the ledger that I can't name, probably for legal reasons, just makes more work for the producers that have, <laughs> have been accused literally of child trafficking for sex. For sex. So, uh-huh. Look, in that context, you know, <laughs> in a context of, you know, endorsing and 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 encouraging a literal invasion of the capitol building i don't think one small bottle of red gatorade <laughs> is a big deal that's all i'm saying and he wants to he wants the hotel room at 60 degrees good on him um yeah that, if you'd done that in the UK, that would be Celsius and he'd be dead. So be careful, Bernie. <laughs> um, emails. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com is the email address. Peter, we've got loads of really good ones. Um, do you want to mm-hmm. go first or do you want me to go first? I'll, I'll, I'll bash one out go first. And it. then that's then Don't bash my one out. Uh, <laughs> but Oliver's got in touch. Um, yes, hello to Oliver. Uh, hi, both. I've emailed in recently about finding the previous my, the previous owner's ashes in my house. And after fe- hearing uh, Pete's audible breakdown after failing his driving test, I can relate. I failed my test twice. The first was for stopping too fast in on my uh, emergency stop. It's a fucking emergency. Uh, and two, that instructor <laughs> got struck off later. How, how can you stop how can, too fast? Yeah, I know, stopping too fast. Uh, but the first failure was solely the responsibility of Bob Geldof. I mean, I'm not being funny, Oliver. You do sound like you're passing the book a little bit if you're blaming Bob nah, Geldof. fuck Bob Geldof. Uh, <laughs> it was 2005, uh, and my friend won tickets for the Live 8 show in London, so he uh, travelled down for the weekend on the Friday from Lancashire. The event didn't start until 2pm on Saturday, and gates opened at 12, but after spotting people queuing the previous night, we were anxious about getting somewhere near the front. Um, we couldn't sleep in the hotel uh, that night, so at 3am we decided to get up and head to Hyde Park. Being 18 and ridiculous, we didn't factor in that the tube wouldn't be running at that time. Time, so we had to navigate multiple buses pre-smartphone, which for a couple of Milltown boys in the big smog was frightening. I bet it bloody was. Yeah. Um, I've, li- I've, I've, I've um, s- passively smoked crack before on buses. Um, we made it to the entrance <laughs> about 5 or 6 a.m. Secondhand crack. Uh, we made it to this entrance about 5 or 6 a.m., passing a load of lads in tents who had camped out and overslept and started queuing, eventually getting in about midday. This all sounds horrific, Oliver. I have yeah, to say, terrible. this is the worst started. decision. I know. And then you get jammed at the front and what are you doing? Pissing down your own leg. Uh, when they opened the gates, it was like the running of the bulls. We legged it for around three quarters of a mile and hit the actual barrier. We were right at the very front. Oh, God. We stayed there, not moving for drinks or toilet breaks. The next 12 hours solid. What? 
Oliver, what is happening with your body? We saw Paul McCartney, Sting, George Michael, U2, Madonna, Stereophonics, The Who, and the reunion of Pink Floyd. It was mind-blowing and bladder-blowing, I imagine. Can I just say, Gal- Pete, half yeah. of those names listed there, I wouldn't stop in the street if they were playing on the on the pavement. So, <laughs> uh, look, it's... To their own. To each their own. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying. It's a big... I mean, Sting's enjoying uh, hallowed ground being jammed between George Michael and Paul McCartney, in my opinion, and there's a big drop-off after Madonna to the Stereophonics. Well, 12, um, hours, 12 hours of that is just Paul McCartney doing Hey Jude. <laughs> and I'm fairly certain I'm fairly certain you can't even get you shouldn't be near the barriers on the Huron because Pete Townsend uh, you know I get too close to him um, we uh, <laughs> it's true G- uh, Geldof came on and did his Don't Like Mondays tune didn't rate it and the whole thing overran it in an early Sunday morning we had to walk for hours back to our hotel as there were no tubes or buses finally getting back 24 hours after we set off uh, the next morning we overslept got charged for checking out late and my mate threw our train tickets in the bin by accident luckily we had enough time to get back to the hotel before they cleaned the room and just about made our train back up north I got home around midnight Sunday and had my driving test 10am on Monday and my driving instructor thought I'd been on the lash all weekend when I hadn't even had a chance to touch a drop I I was completely zombied. Pulled out the test centre on a one-way road. Instructor said turn right. I stayed in the left lane. Failed. Bloody Geldof. All the best, Oliver. You made your own bed, Oliver. I'm really sorry. You really did. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, (laughs) if you get back at midnight on Sunday and you're driving tests at 10 a.m. on Monday, that's still 10 hours. Okay, you factor in a maximum of an hour to get there. You're still Mm. getting a good eight hours kip there. It's not that you've gone straight Mm. to it. Do you know what I mean? It might be harsh. Um, I, I think not drinking or pissing or eating uh, for twelve hours, it's gonna, it's gonna, you, you, it's gonna take some toll on your, uh, on, on your, on your life. Isn't that like you're just your average Sunday, Pete? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I just um, feel unwell. And, and uh, look, let's let's go through the, the list of artists. So Sting, I don't know, I don't know how Sting's even there. That is mm. outrageous. The last thing okay. I heard of Sting, he was getting pissed off at people using a public footpath on his estate. And the only thing he's known <laughs> for these days is that tantric sex stuff, right? Mm. George Michael, legend, fair enough. Um, clearly a, le- a legendary guy. Um, fair enough. You two, yeah, we'll, we'll gloss over them. Madonna, fantastic, great. I mean, the, the reunion of Pink Floyd is big. That is massive. Fair enough. <laughs> it's probably worth it just for that. Um Stereophonics, first album only for me. Paul McCartney, three hours of Hey Jude, no thanks very much. So <laughs> is it worth it? What, what Oliver doesn't say is whether it's worth it. He doesn't say, do you know what? All that adventure I had, which is a huge, crucial part of growing up, looking back on it, it was worth it. He also doesn't say whether he's passed his test now or not. So mm. um, who, who knows how it, how it ended up. Um, but we've all got these things, haven't we, Pete? It's a kind of coming of age time. I can remember the first time I came to London to live here, um, I didn't know my bearings at all. I didn't even know where the local tube station was. I I come here because three of my mates were moving up here, and I needed a separate. I needed an extra person to um to rent a room. I had four hundred quid to my name, and that was the first month's rent back then. That was it. I had mm. nothing to do all day because my friends had jobs and I didn't, and I was trying to find one. And I remember going for a walk um, randomly, right? And I was living in Stockwell at the time, and I ended up in Brixton, which isn't that far away from Stockwell. And I thought, you know what I'm going to do? Probably because I was young and a bit naive. I thought, you know what I fancy? I fancy a McDonald's because um, it's a taste of home, right? McDonald's is the Mm. same everywhere. That's the great selling point of it. (laughs) So I went into the Brixton McDonald's, which, by the way, as an almost 20-year London veteran, I wouldn't go near the Brixton McDonald's now at night. Oh, it's tasty. Certainly not at night. There's uh, there's a stabbing every weekend. (laughs) Well, I went in there and I thought I needed the toilet. Went into the toilet and people were smoking crack in the toilets. Well, look, you got to do it somewhere. Can't do it. Can't do it out do it. in the do it at home. in the, in, in the rest. 
do it. Do it in your own time. Look. No, you get a mucky D's and then you can smoke a bit of crack in the in the toilet. Did you did you smoke it passively? Well, I probably did. Not by, not on purpose. Not like you. I wasn't yeah. a passive crack addict like you. Just <laughs> riding the night buses all night. Getting some of that sweet nectar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Anyway. Right, let's get the bloody hell out of here. That was well, enjoyable. Uh, we'll enough. be back on Thursday. That went really quickly, didn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, we'll be back on Thursday with more Luke and Pete Shaw. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with the show, it's really easy. Hello at LukeandPeteShaw.com. Get us on Twitter. Get us on Instagram. Check out what uh, producer Nat and yeah. team have been uh, putting up there. There's some fantastic... We had uh, m- some Life of Pete uh, Kanye West uh, parodies with a woman. I think it's kind of like a version of... Like like one of those dad's app pictures, you know, like the dad's WhatsApp pictures where there's a sexy lady in the in the, in the foreground and then a picture of the Leaning Tower Pisa in the background. They go, oh, apparently there's a Leaning Tower Pisa in the background. It's that sort of level of, of nonsense. I think that's that, that's what was done I, there. I, I, uh, I, I particularly liked um, the one that Steve Warnham did. He did, a, mm. um, he did a Kanye West type album cover of you and your driving test. And it's a picture <laughs> of the emo mountains and the quote is, I um I had three coffees and I was jittery and I was nervous and I fucked it up. I fucked it up. Yeah, he did a lovely job there. Absolutely lovely job. I presume that's a Kanye West uh, album. I've, I've, I've never seen that cover before, but uh, fantastic work. Um, we'll be back on uh, Thursday, so join us then for more Luke and Pete Show fun. Have a, a cracking uh, afternoon, evening, and look after yourselves. And, yeah. yeah, stay out What I want to hear from you, before we go very quickly, I want to hear... Terrifying experiences in big cities. I want to hear stories of your first gigs. I want to hear getting stranded in places after transports ended. All that good stuff. All the good rite of passage stuff we go through as kids. Because Pete and I can barely remember those days these days. But you guys will have some amazing stories, I'm sure. So, yeah, do furnish us with those. And we'll talk to you next time. Show is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.